A missing EMT found alive after disappearing for nearly a week. What her family has to say on her condition. And meet Austin Mom, who has lots to celebrate this Mother's Day after beating a life-threatening illness. And a bit of sunshine to wrap up your Mother's Day, too, after what was a wet start. However, we're not done with storms. We'll time those out into your new work week in First Warning Weather. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm Nabil Ramadna in for Mike Rush. Two people are dead and three others are injured after a shooting in downtown Augusta, Georgia on Saturday. It was the latest in a string of shootings that claimed five lives in just two days. Officials confirmed that there was an event at a motorcycle club where words were exchanged between people and shots were fired. Upon arrival, deputies found five people who had been shot and two of them died on the scene. Over in Arizona, another deadly shooting in a neighborhood gathering, which turned deadly on Saturday after shots were fired, leaving two people dead and five others injured. Yuma police said the shooting happened just before 11 p.m. Two men ages 19 and 20 were pronounced dead at Yuma hospitals, and a 16-year-old boy was airlifted to a Phoenix hospital with serious injuries. Four boys ages 15 to 19 were treated for injuries that were not believed to be life-threatening. Authorities say an investigation is underway, but no suspects have been arrested at this time. Two dozen dogs were rescued from a house fire in Temple on Friday morning. Firefighters were able to put out the fire quickly before noticing several animals in the house. 24 dogs were pulled out. At first, only six were breathing on their own, but firefighters and EMS crews were able to successfully revive 14 of the 18 remaining dogs that suffered from smoke inhalation. Now the surviving dogs are with Animal Services, where they're receiving additional care. No residents were at the home when the fire was called in, and no other injuries were reported. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. So you started the day with some rain, but look at this. Some blue sky and sunshine for you to get out and enjoy some portion of your weekend uh, outside. This is how it looks in Granite Shoals from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera there. Had a wet start to the day, especially from the metro into our eastern counties. Uh, and then those clouds and rain showers cleared up nicely here for the afternoon. Uh, but we're not done with wet weather yet. We've got some more rain on the way here uh, for tomorrow. Not much rain came through in the hill country this morning, just about a hundredth of an inch here and there, but we had almost an inch in Pflugerville and then some spotty areas of more than a quarter of an inch in parts of the metro, but by far our highest rainfall amounts this morning were in our eastern counties where we had more areas getting at least a half inch of rain, but we're dry now and dry for the rest of the evening we expect. Middle and low 80s thanks to the afternoon sunshine should make for a reasonably pleasant evening as we drop into the 70s for the most part under a partly cloudy sky, just low 10% rain chances later this evening. Coming up here in first warning weather, we'll show you the return of some scattered storms to start the work week, as well as the concerns that we have with them. A little bit of midweek drying to come before a cold front brings more storms late in the week. Thank you, Nick. And a missing Cleveland EMT who disappeared over a week ago was found safe on Thursday. 30-year-old Lachelle Jordan went missing last Saturday. Police say she was located at this convenience store you're looking at now on Thursday night around 11 p.m. Less than 48 hours after she went missing, she was found alive, though. Her family spoke to the public for the first time on Saturday. Jordan's father shed more light on her condition, confirming that she is currently hospitalized after she reportedly escaped after being kidnapped. Lushell has had some trauma. She's had some injuries. 
and she's been hospitalized. And she's getting medical treatment. And she's going to be okay as can be expected. The Jordan family did not make any further comments on the details of Lachelle's disappearance due to an ongoing investigation by police. An autism mom has plenty to celebrate this Mother's Day just months after successfully completing breast cancer treatment while pregnant with her second child. Emily Williamson had a clear mammogram last spring, one month before learning she was pregnant. A few months later, she discovered a lump in her breast and was diagnosed with stage 2B breast cancer. She underwent treatment at Texas Oncology with a specially tailored plan to allow her to safely carry her pregnancy to term. Just five days after wrapping chemo, Emily gave birth to a healthy baby girl. She then set her sights overseas training for and running in a London marathon as a way to celebrate the end of her cancer treatment. It's just such an emotional experience. Like I broke down in tears and it was just like, this is the end, you know, I mean, I'm done. And so, um, yeah, since then I'm like, well, now I have all this free time. What do I do? <laughs> but. Um, it was it was the perfect way, I think, to wrap up um, my whole journey. And for more on the Austin mom's story and early breast cancer detection signs to look for, head on over to KXAN.com and click on this story. And it's Mother's Day today, and some Central Texas of Tiniest Babies celebrated with a little extra flair. Ascension Seton Medical Center in Austin hosted a photo shoot for new mothers with their babies staying in the neonatal intensive care unit. The medical center is rated a level three NICU, providing around the clock care for families. We've got more on on those sweet photos online over at KXAN.com. SpaceX launched more than 50 small satellites into orbit early this morning. A Falcon 9 rocket topped with 56 satellites lifted off from Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida just after 1 a.m. All 56 satellites were scheduled to be deployed about 65 minutes after launch. Today's launch was SpaceX's 29th Falcon 9 flight of the year so far and the 11th launch and landing for this particular booster. The one man, or excuse me, one man has broken the record for the longest time living underwater in the Florida Keys. Diving explorer and medical researcher Dr. Joseph Dietery spent his 74th day residing, excuse me, in an undersea lodge habitat in Key Largo. He isn't planning to return to the surface until he reaches 100 days in the habitat on June 9th, completing an underwater mission dubbed Project Neptune 100. While he says he loves living under the ocean, there is one thing that he really misses, the sun. The previous record of 73 days, 2 hours and 34 minutes was set by two professors from Tennessee, Bruce Cantrell and Jessica Fain at the same location in 2014. And coming up, we take you to the Texas Capitol as the end of the legislative session approaches and you're never too old to achieve your dreams. Meet the oldest person to cross the graduation stage at Virginia Tech. New laws are beginning to take shape at the Texas Capitol after we enter the final weeks of the legislative session. Our Ryan Chandler has been tracking the action in Austin and brings us a look ahead at the next bills that could affect you. As Texas border cities confront the end of Title 42, the legislature is moving forward with a plan to take border enforcement into their own hands. 
House Bill 7 would establish the Border Protection Unit to commission officers under DPS to enforce immigration law and use force against cartel violence. That idea faced stark opposition from Democrats and many border residents who worry about the oversight of that unit, but it made its way to the Senate and is expected to come up again in the Border Security Committee soon. And late last week, the Texas House advanced a series of Republican priorities restricting children's access to what they deem sexually oriented performances. Senate Bill 12 would subject businesses to fines up to $10,000. This was initially targeted at drag shows in which performers present as the opposite sex, but that provision was removed. It now more narrowly targets performances displaying nudity or other explicitly sexual content. Also this coming week, one of Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's top priorities to better fund rural law enforcement will hit the House floor. Senate Bill 22 would establish the Rural Sheriff's Grant Program to fund small counties with up to half a million dollars. And there are just 15 days left in the regular session. We'll be here to track the legislation that matters to you. From Austin, I'm Ryan Chandler. Right, thank you, Ryan. Today's high, 82. So we did manage to bounce back into the 80s thanks to some afternoon sun. Still below average, though, of 86. And a check of lake levels, Lake Travis and Lake Buchanan back to holding steady. Hey, at least it's not dropping, but we need more rain to get these lakes to start rising again. We'll track more rain ahead in first warning weather. A love of learning and a passion for music. That's what pushed one graduate to become the oldest person to earn a bachelor's degree at Virginia Tech. Brittany Weir introduces us to a woman who is providing you and herself something new. Meet Kay Castagnoli. She is gearing up to graduate as a proud Hokie from Virginia Tech. Well, I've been told I have to walk across the stage. <laughs> I've been given the ultimatum, so yeah, I'm going to do that. At 85 years young, she will be the oldest person to earn her bachelor's degree in music summa cum laude, and not to mention with honors. She began taking classes at Virginia Tech in 2007. Now, I always wanted to go back into the music, which I'd been out of for some time. Castagnoli has been taking one or two classes a semester. I had to take a class in theory, a class in harmony. Just like every student, she's faced her challenges. Oh, the one I thought I was always going to fail was we had to sing. We had to sing. We had to get a piece of music put in front of us and read it off vocally. And I thought, I will never pass this test. But with hard work and a great support system, she overcame. I worked, I worked, I worked on doing that so much. So when we had it, I did it and there was a leap that was very difficult and I nailed it. I couldn't believe it. That support system is her family, especially her husband. He keeps me going. <laughs> I say, I can't do this. Of course you can do this. He drives her to class every day so she can live out her dream. And to come here and uh, use my fingers again and actually have the opportunity to perform, you know, that was exciting for me. Where did your love of, you know, music and kind of the arts come from? When did you... My mother. My mother couldn't even sing a note on key, but she loved music. Castagnoli says she is stunned with the recognition she is receiving 
for just pursuing her passion of learning and music. Okay, I go to school. I love going to school. I do my school. I never, ever in my mind would have known it would get to this. Never. First Warning Weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Ah, Mother Nature wanted a little sun for mom here today, so we managed to get some here this afternoon. This is how it looks in southeast Austin. From our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera, 82 degrees after a wet start to both the weekend and your Mother's Day. We dried out nicely, and you can see all the sunshine across central Texas. Now the rain is just off to the north and east of us. For this evening, we expect the rain stays away, but clusters of downpours and storms may make a return here tomorrow. Overnight, partly cloudy skies for the first part of the night, and then low clouds take over into your Monday morning. There's a low chance for a spotty shower to come back in the morning tomorrow, say around 10, 20% chance of wet weather where you are, but we really think most of the rain and storm chances are gonna hold off until the second half of the day. Here's noon, few breaks in the clouds. Overall, it's a mostly cloudy day though, and then mid to late afternoon, we start seeing some pop-up storms and downpours, not particularly threatening from a severe weather perspective, but they could be heavy rain makers, and you can see the coverage of these starts to go up even more as we head into the early evening hours of tomorrow night and then the coverage continues to expand. Not everybody gets rain here tomorrow. We think about 60% of Central Texas does. For those that get rain, we could get rainfall amounts near an inch, possibly up to two inches, but then there'll be other neighborhoods that miss out. Don't pay attention to the specifics on the towns and cities here uh, because I think the downpours may fall in different places than this is suggesting necessarily. But the, I, the takeaway I want you to grab is the wide variety in rainfall amounts that we might get here tomorrow. Some get very little, some get an inch or two. Increasing clouds is our forecast though for tonight and mostly dry with just a low 10% rain chance. And then tomorrow it's 82 with scattered storms and most of those come in the afternoon and evening. We're just not ruling out a few spotty showers in the morning. Now with the heavy rain threats tomorrow, we are under a two out of four flash flooding threat here tomorrow. That doesn't mean it rains all day. That doesn't mean you don't see any sunshine. It just means that as those storms bubble up, they may produce localized heavy rain that could lead to flash flooding. There is the chance for some scattered storms on Tuesday as well, but our concerns about flooding are a bit lower. A one out of four for most of us, the farther north you are, the lower the flooding concerns here on Tuesday. Wednesday's rain chances drop way down and by Thursday, we're actually forecasting a day with no rain chances for once. Friday, Saturday, rain chances come back a bit, and then we still have some low rain chances for Sunday. But as the days get drier, the temperatures heat up to 90 here on Friday ahead of a cold front that drops us back into the mid-80s here for next weekend. What about the humidity, you wonder? That does actually drop a little bit here by Wednesday as the air tries to dry out. Still going to be muggy, and then it starts to creep back up again toward the end of the week. So look at our first warning weather, seven-day forecast. Highest chance of rain over the the next seven days is Monday. Tuesday, decent rain chances. Those drop quite a bit here for Wednesday and Thursday that look mostly dry. And then ahead of our next cold front coming late Friday, decent rain chances before and after it from 90 Friday into the mid 80s next weekend with temperatures not only in the mid 80s, but low rain chances too. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. It's all Texas at the top of the AL West with the Rangers holding strong in first place. The Astros trying to catch up to the Rangers, and a series win against the White Sox will get them a small step.
closer. Astros fans in the Windy City for this one. We pick it up at the top of the first. Jordan Alvarez hits this one to right field. That falls in the gap there to score. Mauricio Dubon and Alex Bregman 2-0. Strohs after Bregman touches home plate, slides in safe. Then at the top of the fourth, Yiner Diaz. The Astros rookie making his first major league home run right here. And how about this? He gets the silent treatment from his teammates in the dugout, just having a good time, not being mean, just having fun. The guys being dudes. Bottom of the sixth, four to one Astros. Chicago's Jake Berger, though, puts the White Sox back into it with a two-run shot to left to close the gap to one run. Yeah, Astros, not happy about that. But, hey, bottom of the night, same score. White Sox down to their final out. Tim Anderson hits it deep to right center. Chaz McCormick makes the diving catch to secure the 4-3 to three victory. Presley gets the save, and the Astros get the series win over the Chicago White Sox. Our starting pitcher Hunter Brown got the win to improve to 5-1 as a starter. Brown went 5-2 and two thirds with eight strikeouts. He gave up three runs. Astros will host the Chicago Cubs for a new three-game series starting tomorrow. All right, as for the Rangers, they were up 3-1 to one on the A's in the Bay, but Oakland tied it at 3 in the 8th. And uh, we've, we were going to show you the score there, but last check of the score, it was tied at three in the eighth inning. All right, tough one to take for Austin FC last night. We'll get the reaction. All right, Rangers just took the lead four to three. There you go. That's a real live update. All right, now, tough one to take for Austin FC last night. We're going to get the reaction from the Verde and Black following their loss to FC Dallas after this. Things were promising for Austin FC when they took the Q2 Stadium pitch Saturday night. The Verde and Black were coming off of a U.S. Open Cup victory, their first victory in a match since March 11th. However, they still had an MLS victory drought to break, and they came up short in doing so last night to their rivals. Austin FC took on FC Dallas, their first meeting since their playoff victory at Q2 last year. Trouble showed up in the second half for Austin FC as Rodney Redis, who had been playing well, drew a red card. Thus, having to leave the match, which meant Austin had to spend the rest of the night with 10 players. Then Jesus Ferreira scored a goal in the 89th minute to give FC Dallas the 1-0 lead. And Austin couldn't equalize, and they left the pitch with a loss. No points in the standings. Frustrating ending for Austin. It's a disappointing, you know, two yellows for Rodney in the second half there. The first, they're both yellows, so it's, it's, a, it's the correct call is, is that he gets two yellows and he takes the red. It just puts us in a bit of a bind. But, um, you know, again, there's a personality and character that, that I think we're all proud to see. Um, it's just disappointing you're at home. These are, this is a place we, we want to, to obviously get three points. We need to get three points at home. This has, um, you know, become a little bit of a problem where we're, we're not generating enough wins at home. But um, performance overall was solid, again. And, um, you know, we got to build off of that. Games come quick again, so Seattle uh, will be ready on Wednesday, and um, we got to let guys obviously recover from this. And you know, we got four days till that game, so this is you know we should be able to recover fairly well. And that one, uh, Seattle, they are first place in the Western Conference. That one kicks up a little after night there. Good to see you, I was going to say, all caught up on all my sports now. Yeah. Thanks to yeah. you, man. Yeah. We will have more coming up here very soon. <laughs> Here's your bus stop forecast for tomorrow. Here it is, and it's a great start to the day. Other than a stray spotty shower, we should be dry until afternoon storms start to bubble up. It's going to be another humid day tomorrow. I just don't think it's going to be super wet for the school day, but more after school activities get a little wet.
I was going to say, yeah, the beautiful day today, but uh, you hear more rain. We need the rain we in do. some parts. Still do, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll have more coming up tonight. Thank you.